We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another episode, guys. And this is something, Derek, that we do annually, and we very much look forward to this conversation every single year. It seems like our listeners do as well. We are talking free agents. We are talking in-house free agents for the Indianapolis Colts in the 2024 offseason. And... Derek, I know that this list, and and before we get into it, we'll talk about something else real quick, but uh, before we do that, I know this list, Derek, when we look at it, there are a ton of big names here for the Indianapolis Colts. I honestly think when you look at this list, this is probably the most lucrative list of potential free agent guys the Colts will have to make decisions on with each player, which is definitely going to spark some really good conversations this year. Really looking forward to it, you know, so, but also with that, um, we've talked off air, guys, and I think one thing we're going to try to get back to this offseason, um, especially because, hey, we're not talking about a new head coach. We're not talking about a new defensive coordinator. So it's, I think it's going to allow us in certain ways to get back to some of the things we did back in 2020, back in 2021. And so here's kind of what we're going to do today. Obviously, we're going to talk about each and every player. We're going to talk about them for a few minutes. But this week specifically, coming up here, we really want to dive into some of these free agents a little bit more and make their own separate content videos or episodes, if you will, um, where we're diving into each player. We're talking about some reasons why the Indianapolis Colts should consider re-signing them, why the Colts shouldn't consider re-signing them. And we're going to go into depth, and I know we did that in 2021, so I'm really excited to kind of get back to some of those things. And I know a lot of people seem to really enjoy those videos as well. So if you're like, oh, man, the, the guys didn't really talk about – this certain player, much in this episode, as much as I'd like them to, uh, we are going to be coming out with a separate video here um, and separate videos, I should say, about these specific players, specifically about the big name guys and some of the more notable free agents for the Indianapolis Colts here in the 2024 offseason. So with that being said, Derek, let's dive into this list. You, like you said, there's a lot of players here for the Indianapolis Colts that we can discuss today. Um, I figured, Derek, the way that we could do it, because I was trying to figure out what's a good way 
to kind of sort these guys out, I think we can kind of start with, you know, some of the not as notable guys and kind of just clump them all together. Because a lot of these guys that are practice squad guys or really didn't play a whole lot of snaps for the Indianapolis Colts. And so I figured we could kind of just, you know, dump them all into kind of a similar category. So some of those guys that I'm specifically thinking about here, Derek, Jake Martin, the outside linebacker, um, Denard Avery, Jawan Winfrey, Henry Black, Jack Anderson. Um, and then I would throw in probably Cameron McGrone and Trevor Denbo in there as well as guys that have kind of bounced between practice squad, active roster. And even if they were on the active roster, didn't really see a ton of playing time. So are there any players here, Derek, in kind of this first category, if you will, of significance for this team that you would want the Colts to potentially bring back? Well, obviously, Denbo McGrone got their like one year contract extensions that kind of keep them around the league for a while. But I mean, we'll see how that works going forward. Danny Pinter, I would not mind bringing back as guard depth. Uh, I felt like he was definitely missed a little bit this year. I feel like he's been a serviceable guy that can play both guard and center if you needed him to. Uh, but then again, there's always opportunities to get some guys at the vet minimum for sure. Henry Black, not as concerned with that. I feel like Jack Anderson will be another guy that probably hangs around the practice squad. Uh, Jawan Winfrey probably will get some uh, love from the Colts, you know, trying to keep him near the practice squad just because of some of the times he's had to go out there on the field this year. Um, and as far as Jake Martin, again, probably the same thing. Just all practice squad guys or a few guys that you may not be willing to keep coming around. So I'd say probably the only one that I'm interested in actually uh, Ballard locking down for a roster spot would be Danny Pinter. Yeah, and he's kind of one where I'm like, even though he didn't play this year because of the injury, he's a guy that's played significant snaps for the Indianapolis Colts. And so um, I kind of clumped all the rest of the guys, Derek, into some notable guys who played some snaps for the Indianapolis Colts in some form or fashion, whether that was more special teams, whether that was more like playing on the active roster on offense or defense. And so let's just get right into some of these names here, Derek, and we'll know some of these guys as well. You already mentioned Danny Penter. Um, who we'd like to probably re-sign because he's been a serviceable backup, I think, in a lot of ways. And we've seen, you know, just his position flexibility, which is definitely a good thing. But then you dive into some other guys as well for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, Taven Bryan, a guy the Colts signed in the offseason. Um, that's a guy that was on a one-year deal the Colts signed. And then you have a guy like Isaiah McKenzie, who obviously the Colts signed on a one-year deal, had that suspension at the end of the year. So missed the final few games of the season. And then you start getting into some of the bigger names here, Derek, for the Indianapolis Colts. You know, Zach Moss, who was the Colts running back one for a good majority of the season. Um, you know, you have obviously guys like Grover Stewart, Kenny Moore, Michael Pittman Jr., Tyquan Lewis, Julian Blackman. So there's a lot of big names here, Derek, for the Indianapolis Colts guys who have played significant snaps or were key contributors to the Colt success in 2023. So when you look at this name, Derek, you look at this list, there's a lot of different guys to talk about. Um, take me through each guy and kind of your thoughts on, you know, I guess there's three categories you could probably list them as is yes on re-signing, no 
or depends on the price. And I know a couple of these guys that probably will come down to price. So when it comes to some of these bigger names, some of these key key contributors for the Colts in 2023, where do you stand on some of these guys? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, well, let's see here. Um, you know, Jannard Avery is another guy here on this list that I'm I'm curious as to see what he does. I know he missed the pretty much entirety of the season with an injury before the season started. Uh, would definitely be interested in potentially bringing him back depending on the price. I'll kind of go up the ladder here just so I can kind of keep track of where I'm at here on this list. Uh, Zach Moss, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because, listen, I love Zach Moss, and I love what he did, but, I mean, just based on the fact that you know you have Jonathan Taylor back now and you have a bunch of running backs in the wake and you know what you can – and you can always get. In my opinion, you can always get another Zach Moss, Uh, and I just don't think it's worth the – five, six, or seven million dollars that he's going to cost this team this next year. Now, what Ballard views on that, I it could be completely different, but I would not be spending six, seven, or eight million dollars on Zach Moss going into next year. That's just me. It, it leaves the door open for a lot of other things for Indy. Um yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on Zach. Like, I think for me, it does come down to price because how much does Zach Moss demand versus how much is the market willing to pay him? Because there are, Derek, a decent amount of good running backs that are probably set to hit the open market. So you do wonder, like, does Zach Moss's, you know, potential, like, money that he's looking for kind of get lost in the shuffle in certain ways? And so if the Indianapolis Colts and Zach Moss can can work on kind of a team-friendly deal to keep him around, because we saw, Derek, when him and Jonathan Taylor were together, how effective they could be together. But again, yeah, if he's asking for a ridiculous amount for kind of what his position will be behind Jonathan Taylor, then yeah, I think you're right. Trey Sermon showed you some stuff. Um, some other guys I feel like you could bring in as well who could be effective. So I, I think for me, it depends on the price with Zach Moss. Yeah, I just think that just based off of the amount of running backs that you're going to have in this free agent class, there's so many. And it's absolutely ridiculous just how many guys there actually are. So I would say I'd go with that. Julian Blackman, 
is a yes, 100% a yes. And, you know, again, we'll divert more into this as uh, in a future video when we break this down, but Blackman is your number one guy back there in that safety group. And it's not even close, to be honest with you, Cody. I mean, Julian Blackman was on, was on, was having one of the best uh, seasons for a safety in the NFL this year. Certainly from a statistical standpoint, was his best season overall as an Indianapolis Colt. So I think there's no doubt that just based off of the fact that you don't have any other direct plan behind him just makes more sense to bring Julian Blackman back, especially since yeah. you know you won't have to pay top dollar. Right. Well, I mean, he did see also, you know, how much the Colts missed him the last couple of weeks of the season when he went down. And yeah, I mean, you're right. He, he showed a lot. You know, he's that clearly that leader back there in that safety room. And with a group that now has, you know, two guys that are still extremely young back there in that safety room, you need a guy like Julian Blackman who, you know, give him credit. I mean, he switched positions and he had his best year as a pro, you know, and he was consistently, I felt like, making plays. And there was a couple games where he sealed it for the Indianapolis Colts. That was kind of vintage Julian Blackman we saw back in his rookie season where he was making those plays when it mattered. And so, yeah, absolutely a guy that I would love for the Colts to bring back, and I think it's a priority. And Derek, he's only 25 years old, so he's still extremely young. You know, re-sign him to a multi-year deal, and he's going to be your presumed starter back there for a long time. And and this was exactly the kind of, you know, really the, the breakout season that Julian Blackman needed for the Indianapolis Colts. So, Definitely felt like when he was on the field, he was definitely a strength of this team and definitely showed a lot as a player and also just as a leader back there. And it felt like the Colts were clearly a lot better when he was out there. So definitely, yes, on Julian Blackman. Bring him back for sure. Isaiah McKenzie, I'm going to just make it fast. It's not happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think happening. so. With, with all that stuff, no. Yeah. No. Probably um, not. You can upgrade as well. So. Taekwon Lewis, again, it just depends on the price. Like, I mean, because, you know, he had a four-sack season. I highly doubt anyone is going to take a huge risk on Taekwon Lewis, given just the magnitude of how many injuries he's had. He's never had a, a huge productive, uh, production year, so I don't necessarily think that's going to be an issue. Yeah, I'd say yes, Derek, because... I always felt like even though Taekwon only had four sacks, I just wonder what it would have looked like if he would have got more snaps. You know, I really do wonder that because I do feel like he had he played better than than his stats would indicate. You know, he felt like he was constantly a guy back there that was creating havoc. And I feel like we've seen that when Taekwon's been healthy, he's been a really, really good player for the Colts. So Yes, I, I'm 100% bringing him back, and I think he's a guy that the Colts have given a chance. I mean, the last two years, the Colts have given him opportunities to bounce back, and this year, fortunately, he stayed healthy, and he was back there, and he was productive for the Colts. I think he's a nice rotational player that I think if you need him to be and increase his snaps a little bit, I think the production will show as well. He's never going to be you know, the superstar. But, Derek, I'd wager to say out of all those second-round picks the Colts have had, 
or all of those defensive linemen the Colts have had, Tyquan's been one of the best when he's been healthy. That's just been the issue is he's dealt with these significant injuries. But he's been a guy that I just – I've loved Tyquan Lewis ever since he's been here. And and I just wonder, man, if his couple of his seasons weren't cut short, how good could he truly be? So I'm all, all on board for bringing back Tyquan. He's going to be 29 years old. So I, he still has a good number of years left in him. I truly do believe that. And so and it's great to see that he you know put together that full healthy season. So it makes you feel like, okay, maybe – those things were just what they were. They were freak things. You can bring him back and feel really good about another guy in there in your defensive line rotation that is a veteran in this league and also has been through a lot, and he plays really hard, and, and he's disrupted. He, he definitely has some moments where he looks really, really good in there. So 100% bringing back Taekwon. And like you said, hopefully the price is right. I don't really think it will not be. I think it will be right for Taekwon, and I think he's definitely a guy that hopefully he sees you know, the Colts kind of faith in him, and he's like, absolutely, I'm re-signing. So, and I think the Colts, from what they've seen and what Chris Ballard said and the risks they've taken on Taekwon, I have I don't really see a scenario where they don't bring him back, in my opinion. So. Yep, all on board for Taekwondo, that's for sure. All right, next one, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, this is an obvious yes and an obvious yes. There is no yes. better option here. Listen, of all the wide receivers that are about to go on the free agent market, there's really only about one other guy that has similar production to Michael Pittman Jr. that is also not over the age of 30, that makes it very easy for you to do this, and that's T. Higgins. So yep. Michael Pittman is one of the most intriguing free agents of this entire thing because he's only 26 years old, and you know that you're going to get a guy who, over his last, what, few years, has had productive seasons every year in the league with a new quarterback under center every single one of those years. So Michael Pittman is a definitive Yes, whatever you yes. have to do at all costs. Yeah, bring him back. And Derek, this is exactly what the Colts do, right? This is exactly what they've wanted to do is draft a guy, homegrown guy that's produced. You pay him. You've seen the Colts do this. So I think we would be shocked and baffled if the Colts said no. Um, you know, like you said, find a way to bring him back at all costs. I don't care what it takes. Bring back Michael Pittman Jr. Because he has been... Like you said, with the safety room, Derek, with Julian Blackman, it's not even close right now at the wide receiver room. Michael Pittman Jr. is the clear number one. He's the clearly the best player at this point in time in that wide receiver room. I mean, Derek, we saw what happened in Atlanta when the Colts didn't have Michael Pittman Jr. It was not good. And so you need a player like Michael Pittman Jr. to be in there. He's never going to be this crazy all-star guy. Like he's never going to be a Justin Jefferson, or he's never going to be a you know fill in the blank, whoever you want to throw in there. But what he is is he's so consistent. And also, Derek, I feel like there was multiple times this year where we've said, "Is that the best play of Michael Pittman Jr.'s career? Is that the best play?" Like I can count a couple different times where we said that this year. And so for going a guy going into a contract year. Like you mentioned, playing with so many different quarterbacks, so many different play callers as well over the last couple of years. Yes, absolutely. It is something that Michael Pittman Jr. has been a model of consistency in this wide receiver room. Obviously, the dude is tough as can be. 
And he's a guy that doesn't miss games. You know, the only reason, Derek, he missed games was because of that brutal concussion that he suffered. And he even tried to give it a go the next week. So this is a guy that has toughness, consistency, and character as well. And so, yes, you absolutely bring him back. He's a pinnacle of what you're trying to do on this roster. So no question in my mind, Michael Pittman Jr. I think if there's any lock, Derek, he's probably the one that I'm honestly betting everything on that Michael Pittman Jr. will be back because you hear the comments from not just one player, but multiple franchise guys who are advocating for Michael Pittman Jr. to be back. You know, we talk about Jonathan Taylor advocating for it. Anthony Richardson, same way as well. So I don't think there's any question in my mind that Michael Pittman Jr. is back and the Colts bring him back and he's their number one for the foreseeable future. Gotcha. All right. Uh, next one, Rigoberto Sanchez. I just say yes, just because, I mean, you could always go for another punter, but I, I just don't, I don't think the price is really going to be an issue. And Rigoberto Sanchez has just been a homegrown guy for the longest time ever here in Indy. So uh, I, yeah. I just don't see any situation where Rigo goes somewhere else. No. And, and again, he was coming off that huge, serious Achilles injury and he started off a little slow to start the season, but really felt like he started to find his groove in the second half of the season. Like you said, homegrown guy, I think you bring him back. He's he's a really good punter. He really, really is. And we don't talk about him a whole lot, but I think he is such a great punter when he is fully healthy and fully at his own. And we really started to see him become a weapon down the stretch for the Colts. So, yeah, you bring him back. I don't really think there's any question in my mind. I mean, Derek, this dude's been through a lot. If you remember, he had the cancer stuff a couple years ago, obviously had the serious injury. This guy has really persevered through it all. And I think that's a guy that's worthy of it, still playing at a high level. And I think there's no question you bring him back. Next one, Gardner Minshew. I understand from the viewpoint of trying to keep the veteran in there. I love the idea of it. Uh, I think it mainly just depends on the price. Because me personally, Cody, I say no. Me personally, I say no. But then again, I, again, I would not l hate the idea of bringing Gardner back on a $3.5 million deal like we had last year. But my guess is with Gardner playing an entire season, he's either going to want more to be the backup again for this team or try to test his water somewhere else. Uh so I, I would just say no for me and just go cheaper at the uh, position and try and draft one in the later uh, rounds. But that's just me. If for me, it depends on the price. If Gardner wants starter money, let him go test it out. I mean, he's a guy that definitely, for all his faults, he kept the Colts in it. He was a part of helping keep the Colts in the playoff conversation. So if he feels like he wants to go for a starting spot, all right, let him do it. You know, and Ballard said as much, you know, like we want to keep every guy, but some guys want more opportunities. And so that is something if Gardner, you know, deems that something he wants to do, give him a chance. Let him go do that. But yeah. For me, it really depends on the price. You know, he has limitations, no question. But he also, you know, the the sea, the ship wasn't sinking. You know, with Gardner Minshew, if that makes sense, and he can keep it afloat for a decent amount of time if you need him to. He's not going to go out there and win you games like we've seen before. But you know, he can hold down the fort if need be. So I'm all right with bringing him back, depending on the price. All right, uh, Taven Bryan, I'm going to just say no. Yeah. I, I just think that 
you can find another D tackle to do the production that we saw from Taven Bryan or cheaper on the on the down low. So I just say no. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah right. I, I'm the same way. Yeah, <laughs> that's easy enough. Uh, Kenny Moore, uh, I think this is a definitive yes. Again, Kenny Moore, the best at what he does and being in that slot. And again, he's only 28 years old. Cody is going to be uh, 29 this year. Yes, but he's still a very, very good corner and clearly the veteran of that secondary. So I think it's a, a definitive yes. Um, what that number is going to look like, I have no idea, but, uh, that definitely would be something that I would like to see Valor get done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Yeah, and he talked about, again, you know, the same argument with Julian Blackman. Look at the other guys, like just a ton of young, inexperienced guys who played a lot, had some ups, had some downs. But the only model of consistency in that room was Kenny Moore. Like, and he's that veteran in there. He's he's going to teach some of these guys how to play, how to learn. You know, he's just going to be that teacher and that mentor, like Blackman is to the safeties. And so, I think with how young your unit is, it's critical to have a veteran piece in that room. And Kenny Moore's been a guy like we've talked about with the other guys, a homegrown guy the Colts found, undrafted guy. He's been in their system for years, and he's been productive. So, yes, he's been a guy that I think deserves and warrants a conversation and warrants a re-signing. And Derek, he's a guy you just added to your building. So I don't think there's any question that he is on the side of Lucas Oil Stadium for a reason. He's going to be a Colt moving forward, and I think that is really the – if there's a sure thing on the offense with Michael Pittman, I think there's a pretty sure thing on the defense with Kenny Moore as well. So, yeah, no question in my mind you bring him back. All right, uh, and then the last one, and that is Grover Stewart. That's that's a strange one for me, Cody. I think it, I think it mainly just depends on the price, but at the same time, I don't think that we're going to have an issue with that. Grover is going to turn thirty-one this year, and despite being thirty-one, Grover Stewart doesn't look like he has lost really any kind of ability to play whatsoever. So um, I'm I'm definitely on the side of yes. But at the same time, I am also interested to see how much he's asking because, you know, that's, uh, paying over $10 million for it definitely seems uh, quite a bit much. But at the same time, you know, it, it, we saw what this Colts defense was like without him. I was going to say, I can't believe you're even contemplating it, Derek. I mean, <laughs> look at this. Look at this stat from when Grover Stewart played versus when he didn't. 
The Colts' defense, uh, when they did not have Grover Stewart, they allowed over a yard more per carry and 45 more rushing yards per game when Grover missed time. That's insane. They missed him so, so much. And I even have it in my offseason needs. You need another guy in there. You need a backup to Grover. And I don't think for me, like if he's asking for that amount of money, he is so critical to what you do. And you saw in his absence how valuable he is, just like we talked about with Julian Blackman, you know, with Michael Pittman Jr. Whenever they, you know, whenever he is not out there, the defense and the team, they suffer for it. So no question in my mind. I know you're paying a lot to that interior, but again, they have backed it up. And I think if you have any model of consistency on this defensive line, Grover's been that guy. So absolutely, you bring him back. There's no question in my mind. He is so critical to what you do. I don't care if he's 30, 31 years old. He has still been one of the best run-stopping defensive linemen in the NFL, and you desperately need that. Totally understand that, and we can have that debate uh, a little bit later on. I just I look at a lot of other guys that are not getting paid anything right now, and like some of these guys that are going to be free agents, and the the overall sack production from Grover Stewart has never been great. And I mean, in comparison, he is the top, uh, the third highest paid on average player from this last season at that position at the defensive tackle position. And, you know, and we obviously look at Chris Jones, Chris Jones, clearly the second best defensive tackle in the entire league. Uh, And then DJ reader, obviously being the only one above Grover Stewart, DJ reader, just like Grover Stewart, you know, a run stopper, a, pure run stopper that just does everything there. Um, you know, it, it'll be interest it'll be an interesting conversation when we have it, but obviously like I said, I I would love to have Grover Stewart back. It definitely would be it be hard for me to see a situation where Ballard doesn't get Grover back because <laughs> I think Grover likes playing next to DeForest Buckner and I think he uh, likes being an Indianapolis Colt, and I think Chris Ballard likes Grover Stewart being an Indianapolis Colt too. So I don't see a situation where it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. That was our look at the 16 players that the Colts have to some decisions to make on who's going to be getting a contract and who's not. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Leave us your thoughts on this. Who should the Colts resign? Who should they not? All of those things. But leave us that in the comments below. That's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts.